hey, 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 as we know, life is full of surprises, both good and bad, and the day-to-day journey is full of unforeseen obstacles, and sometimes it's hard to see our way through. Beyond the normal mundane or where unscripted dreams live, join us for thought-provoking discussions and interviews to help us navigate through the fog and create our own path. We are the Unscripted Dream Podcast, operating outside the margins to motivate and inspire our audience. All right, so today's episode um, is pretty simple. Um, <laughs> it, the, the name is a really funny term, but it's called Lifestyle Creeps. Um, I'm not exactly sure what that is. Uh, Marcus, would you like to explain what Lifestyle Creeps is? Yeah, think about the concept of uh, like lifestyle inflation. Think about it like that. So it's when you start to just up, kind of upgrade your life and like before you know it, it's, it's really like you start to like you're upgrading your life like with the things you're buying, the things you consume, and you're not taking into account the actual cost like of what it is, how it's actually hitting your pockets. And then it just sneaks up on you one day and you got you have all these maintenance expenses um, to support a lifestyle that you can't really afford. Or it's yeah. very difficult to maintain. Right. So I guess with that being said, uh, what would be in the quickest way to do that? Would you say probably a credit card? That's one of the ways. That's one of the ways. Uh, I think another way, yeah, credit card probably is. That's, that's, that's a quick trip right there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, you can just like, you can just over leverage yourself. Um, sometimes it's, like not even using the credit card, like even if you save cash, I mean, I made some, I've made some, uh, some purchases in cash, but you know, didn't realize the maintenance of what I was actually buying and what the upkeep of uh, some of the things I was purchasing, or just how much I would use it to begin with, and then come realize, you know, kind of down the road that it wasn't worth, like, it just really wasn't worth it to begin with. But uh, Joe, have you ever? I guess what what are your initial thoughts on that, and what kind of experience uh, do you have, if any, with uh, Lifestyle Creek? Um, I would say a good one as far as lifestyle creep would be uh, getting a vehicle, man. Um, you know, um, it. there's there's so many different dynamics to like having a vehicle, man. And I'm glad I haven't necessarily put me in this situation, but I've seen too many people put themselves in this situation where, you know, you 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 get established, you finally run into some money where you can sustain a comfortable living. And, you know, what comes with that usually is people obtain a vehicle uh, that is increased value. Why not upgrade your vehicle? You know, um, I'm with you. I'm all for it. But the key thing is when people invest in these vehicles that are supposed to be an upgrade and usually end up being a downgrade is because they don't do their research, man. And what I mean by that is, do you know what kind of engine you have in your car? If you don't, you have a problem. I'm not saying you got to have to know the exact, you know, the name of the injury thing, but do you have a V4? Do you have a V6? Do you have a V8? Do you have a V10? Some people got V12s. Like, you, that's very important, you know? You need, you need to know what type <laughs> of fuel type you use. Do you use 91 octane? Do you use, or for simpler terms, do you use... Uh, you know, unleaded or do you use premium fuel? Like that's, that's really, you know, something you should take in consideration, especially right now when, you know, inflation's at an all time high and, you know, we're on the brinks of having a full out war here. 
um, where we're impacted on the consumer end as far as, you know, obtaining um, gas for our car. So these are the type of things you got to think about for your vehicle. Like it's one thing that you get an upgrade, but if you're used to unleaded fuel, you know, your pockets are going to change significantly um, if you upgrade the premium. I don't care who you are. You don't even have to do that much driving, but it's going to be an increase on your pockets, whether you realize that or not. Uh, let alone you do an upgrade on the engine, you know, <laughs> you're writing yourself a ticket right there. Um, I think another facet would be longevity as far as a vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people like Fords. Um, I'm not, I'm not putting down on anything because I actually like Fords. I love Mustangs. The, the higher the higher performance ones like a GT 350 or a 500 that's more so what I like but um, what I'm saying is like people invest in like Fords or even some Hondas um, even some Lexuses depending on what models you know and pretty much every uh, maker as far as a uh you know like lexus ford whatever you know what i'm saying gm you know you name it there's always a setback on one of their models you know what i'm saying whether it's a suv it being a gas guzzler or it might have some suspension uh issues you know what i'm saying that stuff happens um and unfortunately some people don't look into it enough uh to realize like these are just uh potential pitfalls that you're probably going to run into as far as wear and tear with your vehicle um, I've seen it happen to people countless times and, you know, they went pretty much super broke uh, trying to sustain a vehicle um, because it went well beyond their means because they didn't calculate things as they should have. Sorry that took uh, long to explain, but, you know, there's a lot factored into that. So that's why I brought up, uh, you know, owning a vehicle because it's a crucial, uh, pivotal moment in your pockets financially. It is. That's true. And I agree. And I think, I think about, People who buy, I know you've seen this too, but people who go buy like a BMW or a Benz and they have no clue. Nobody used used to. They'll buy it. <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> what like the cost on that. And that's why I see a lot of people who buy them, they just like they break down and that's it. Like it's over because you can't afford the cost to even do the routine. You might have, you probably paid less for the car than what it costs to get it fixed is what I'm saying. Like that's, that's uh how much those uh those maintenance costs could be. So it's like you look like you're looking real nice until your car breaks down and that's it. And you realize it costs you three thousand dollars to change your headlight or something ridiculous like that, man. But it's really like that, especially on those high end. Those high end cars aren't like they're expensive because they're built a certain way. And some of that stuff they build them like that on purpose. So, it's, so they got to, you know. And but, that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make. Just because the car is older and it's not uh, valued at $100,000 is when it came off the lot. Don't mean that, you know, you don't have to upkeep a $100,000 vehicle. You get what I'm saying? You know, even if you bought a $100,000 vehicle that might be about seven to 10 years old, you know what I'm saying? At like 30K or 20K, you know what I'm saying? you still have to live and maintain, you know, as if that car was a six figure car. So like he's saying with those parts and getting all that taken care of and stuff, if you're not your own personal mechanic, you know, you know, your pockets are gone, buddy. So one of the other things as we, as we leave the automotive aisle uh, here <laughs> is uh, 
Yeah, let's turn left. <laughs> thinking about, so we're, we're, we're thinking about, you know, like one of the things with Lifestyle Crew is that, you know, we get raises. If you've listened to this, I hope at some point in your life, you've gotten a raise, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so, uh, but, you know, I think uh, Joe and I have both been in positions where, like, you'll get an increase, and sometimes that increase is substantial, you know, so you go from, like, making, because the, your top income is always going to be more than what that left the income you were making, you know, before. So it's yeah. an adjustment depending on that jump. It's a bit of an adjustment to start making a lot more money and like starting to have, like it's a different, it's your life is completely like different when you have money to play with. Like that's, 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 that's different, you know? <laughs> so, so, uh, but when we experience that, I mean, I think we spend, you know, a lot of our lives looking at, what other people have and we want things like everybody wants something, you know? And I think that we see a lot of stuff. And then when we have a little bit of money, it's like, well, now I want those, like now I want those, those things because you think you can afford, you might be able to afford it, but it's possible that you're maybe not there yet, but because I think we often uh, make the mistake of maybe rewarding ourselves before we let that like new income kind of stabilize to kind of see what, we're working with, we just say, all right, sure, I got a five, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar raise. Let me just go out and spend the money before it even comes in, really, you know? So, uh, but Joe, what's your experience with that? And what's your opinion on, like, really, like when you're, or like when you come into more money that you've earned, if you've gotten a raise, like, what do you kind of think that approach should be to make sure that you're kind of combating that, you know, that, that, that lifestyle creep that's, that's coming in there? I don't expect anyone, uh, especially under age of 25, to understand this just because you may have not had the opportunity to be burned a couple times as far as with your money. Um, but if if you're listening, um, this is a great time to really uh, try to understand where I'm coming from with this. Um, I've had enough experience where I know for a fact that, you know, just because you have a raise or an increase, that doesn't mean that you should increase your lifestyle. If anything, it's giving you an opportunity to live your current lifestyle with a little bit more comfort. That's how you got to look at it. So like when you get a raise or receive a raise, you know, if you already have a savings account where you have money already placed in there, you should increase that at least 100 to $50 or something. There should be some level of increase um, into another area where you don't touch that money. Um, that gives you an opportunity to uh, build a savings um, of money. So um, when you are in sticky situations, um, you have an opportunity to get out of them versus someone that just lives paycheck to paycheck or just use up all their raised money and they just don't have nothing to show for it. They're like SOL when it's like a medical emergency. They're SOL when Maybe they need to find a new uh, place of residency. Their SOL when their car uh, engine blows up on them, and, and you know they didn't take care of it, or they miscalculated um, what it takes to maintain a hundred thousand dollar vehicle lifestyle. So, so you know all these things will pile up on you if you don't uh, properly plan for them. So, um, my advice to people that are listening out there: if you're getting a raise. Don't blow that money right away. At least sit on it uh, for a minute, at least a good few months, at least. That's at least. Sit on it for a good few months um, until you can make an actual conscious decision on what you want to do with that money. Um, you know, it's your money. It's your responsibility. It's your business. Most more, um, I mean, that's the most important thing. It is your business, what you do with your money. But 
my my quick tidbit or advice would be to save as much as you can um especially if it, even if it's like a small raise say you may get like a uh on your paycheck like a 20 or 30 dollar increase that's fine you know you still could put that away and just watch it pile up over time but um don't be discouraged by that because little gains are always equate to big gains it just depends on how you look at it you know discipline comes first i think it's you know all about how you utilize that money you can turn 20 you can do something special with 20 if you know what you're doing you know like instead of spending instead of just burning through that cash but I think so. One of the kind of like observations that I kind of see this just is from experience uh, too, because we don't. Because if you're not taught how to manage your money, like you just get more money, you're just going to spend it. But then at the same time, you're trying to like, depending on what stage you are in life, you might be trying to keep up with your uh, like with your friends and things like that. Like you're, you see your friends doing all this stuff. Maybe they're on social. You know, they're posting things, but you're also, you know, having conversations and communicating. And you see that your friends and your peers are doing things that you want to do, but you're not really positioned to do them maybe responsibly um, and, you know, things like that. So, you know, I just I think that that's one of the other things is that we I think sometimes we can get into the space where we feel pressure to. Make certain purchases to take that vacation and like put it on a credit card or something like that, or like just to just make some like random impulsive uh, purchase. Cause sometimes like impulse isn't, you know, like you could make an impulsive decision over the course of a week, you know, cause you just like, sometimes these things we want to spend money on, like you got to let that marinate a little bit. Sometimes a week isn't enough. Sometimes you want to sit like Joe was saying, like sit on it for a few months and just to see if that's like, ask yourself, is that the best use of your money with this little surplus that you have? And you um, know what, Marcus? I, you know, nothing's wrong with making an impulsive decision. I, I make impulsive decisions all the time. That's not what really gets you. What gets you is what was your current state prior to making impulsive decisions? That's that's the killer yeah. part. That's what gets you. That's true. That's a good point. And the the uh, the other piece is, you know, it's I think <laughs> like we get money. I know because I've experienced this. Is that you just go? You just don't like care if it's on sale or not. Like it's it's like sometimes <laughs> I gotta it's, have it now. <laughs> it's like it's like frugality becomes optional versus a necessity because we go to a point to where it's it's essential that we're saving money and we're like really budgeting, and then it's you get to that point where it's like whatever, I got it. I'm just gonna spend it like it's nothing, you know. So I think that's one of the things that like kind of why that kind of lifestyle creep will occurs because we think that we just got it. And then you think that you're always going to have it. And then when it's not there anymore, you're stuck. Or you're not stuck, but you're in a, in a bit of an uh, uncomfortable circumstance because now you're faced with, like, maybe you have to sell some things. Maybe you have to downgrade your living uh, your living situation. You know, things like that. But now you've bought, you've, you've purchased things that, like, fit into a space that is maybe above your means. So now... You have to figure out. You have to figure out all this other stuff. You have to coordinate all this other stuff. It's going to be a little bit embarrassing for you because you went from someone who is doing a particular way to somebody who doesn't have that anymore. And it's and then you have to ask yourself the question: like, what could I have done to avoid this or at least minimize, you know, the kind of downfall? And I think that's 
one of the things where we have to, I mean, it's, it's kind of about just making, you know, smart decisions and really just being more thoughtful about how we approach the, like the increases in income that we get, even like bonuses too. Like if I get a bonus at work, I've got bonuses recently. I've invested everything. If you ask when they ask me, like, Marcus, you gonna go get yourself something nice? You're gonna buy some stocks or I'm gonna invest in crypto, like in crypto or something like that. But that's how I approach that surplus is like the best thing I can do with a surplus is put that money to work for me. That's the best thing I could do with any kind of money that I wasn't anticipating, you know? So, you know, I think it's just, we each kind of have our own thing that we do. Amen to that, man. There's not much more I really can say uh, beyond that, just because uh, I've been there. You know, I can definitely relate to what Marcus is saying. And for the people that haven't or are unable to really go through these experiences, best believe you will reach a point where uh, you will be challenged financially. Uh, that's inevitable. And the best way to really uh, persevere or go through that is based on, you know, doing as much research as you can prior to investing in things financially. Like how's, how could this potentially impact me uh, going forward? Um, that's more so how you got to think about things. Okay, I obtained it. I have it. How much would it cost or what is it going to cost me to maintain this or upkeep this? You can even apply this to your living. Okay, yeah, you can afford the rent, but did you take into consideration how high that heat bill going to be? Did you take into consideration Ooh. how much energy you've been using? Got him. You know, um, the Sorry. list goes on, you know, fines with parking because maybe there's shitty parking where you live and, you know, you don't have a parking permit. You got to park on the street and, you know, parking, you know, parking tickets add up, man. So, <laughs> so it's a lot of things that come into the fold with that. So I just hope that you always check the ins and outs. Sometimes you won't know until you're actually in that situation. And that's exactly what I meant by the, you know, me starting this or me going on my rampage or my rant right here is sometimes you're in these situations and you won't know or become aware of them until you get with them firsthand. So um, a lot of it is trial and error, to be honest with you. But I also hope there's folks that don't have to deal with financial like hardship. And like, I just, if you, life would be nice if you don't have to deal with that. And if you've been responsible, but there are some people that heed advice and they've, never had an issue. Life has been great, you know, and that's all. That's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, there's also people that are going to make bad decisions. There's people probably going to listen to this episode, still go out, make some bad decisions, but we, we tried to tell you, though. so, <laughs> you know, but, but uh, just, I think, you know, if, if, if we just spend a little bit more time before we upgrade, just before we upgrade, and I think there's nothing wrong. I don't want to, I'll close on this. I don't think there's anything wrong with spending money on the things that you enjoy like the things that matter the most to you, the things that make you happy. Um, but it, I think it's just in the same, in the same lane, considering the, the overall cost in the long term, how that's going to impact you. If something goes wrong, you're just weighing that out. Maybe instead of making that purchase right out the gates, you wait three months, you wait six months to make that purchase, you know, just to kind of see and kind of, I think that's one of the things that you can kind of do to like train yourself to really, Think about the like some of those impulsive decisions you might make and some of those like impulse purchases too, because the stuff adds up, it just turns into stuff. Like just it's just stuff that's laying around that you don't use. I wonder, you know, take the time to think, go in that, if you have time, go in that storage or that closet 
that you store stuff in or that corner in your room that you just throw stuff in that you don't really use and go through that, go through those things and ask yourself, how much of this stuff have I used in the past two or three years, even in the past year? And what are you using it for if you're using it? And does it add any value to your life? And what were you thinking when you bought it? And why is it? And why is it? Is it obsolete? Is it something you're still going to use? Is it something you can give away? Has it depreciated in value? Has it appreciated in value? You know, it really kind of that's kind of the approach that I kind of take. But I think that's something that, you know, could be a helpful activity just so you can maybe start to start the process of identifying how many things like that we've accumulated over time that we no longer use. And it was great today, but it's trash tomorrow. You know, but uh, I'll close on that, Joe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when you think of lifestyle creeps, man, um, you know, I just hope, you know, you just grasp the term. Maybe you write it down, you know, so it can be a memo um, for you, future reference as far as you taking in consideration of taking more responsibility of your life, uh, not just from a financial approach, but from everything, you know. You should be looking at everything as what is it going to cost me and what is it going to, especially what it's going to cost me to upkeep because it's one thing the cost to obtain something, but it's a whole different cost to, uh, you know, upkeep or sustain something. The hardest part of sustaining, getting it is easy. The sustaining part is the hardest. So um, just things to consider, man. Uh, other than that, uh, y'all take it easy. Uh, be safe. Later.